Uh, welcome to be on the front page with the East Aurora Advertiser. We're at a special occasion today. I have Rick Oler with me. How you doing, Rick? I'm doing great. We're here at the uh, Wallowance Hotel on Oakwood Avenue. It's better known to some as the Wrightfield Satellite Office. This is a place that I enjoy uh, coming to uh, now and again. Um, you know, any day that ends in a Y, you can usually find me here for a little something after work. But what we're doing today is we're doing our annual first opening day of baseball fundraiser for the Boys and Girls Club of East Aurora. We are going to be serving drinks with celebrity, well, guest bartenders. I don't know if you call them celebrities, but I'll be here. Uh, Sammy Cosmano from the Car Wash. Everybody knows Sammy. Uh, Lenny Mazurkiewicz, the great Mizzou, member of three halls of fame, Western New York, East Aurora School, and Town of Aurora, sports halls of fame, believe it or not. Also, Jason Fields, who was supposed to wear a Red Sox jersey, but he chickened out. And John Semperman, who's the owner and founder of 42 North Brewing Company. We're here from 1 to 5. We're going to be pouring beers. We'll be taking your tips, and they're all going to the Boys and Girls Club of East Aurora. And you've done this for a few years now? This is the second year. The first year, we, we sort of were winging it, and we ended up making a lot of money for the Boys and Girls Club. So we thought, uh, hey, let's do it again. Uh, we'll have hot dogs on the grill, courtesy of Peter Ryan, a local food broker, great guy. We'll have snacks, courtesy of Walla Wines, the ownership here, which is now Ben Holmes, who took it over from Stubby Holmes uh, about a year ago. I'm not a very good bartender. I, I hope people will have patience with me. I do the best I can. I can take the cap off a bottle with the best of them, but when it comes, if anybody comes and orders like a pink lady or some kind of Cosmo or something, I, I'm... You'll have your own recipes to give them. I have my own recipes for all drinks. A little of this, a little of that, stir it up and be quiet. You're, you are being a good sport and you're wearing the New York Yankees baseball cap. Do you own that? I, I do not own it. It's, it's a loan. I would not have it in my car or in my house. Oilers are four generations of Red Sox fans. Uh, my grandfather uh, spent his whole working life in Boston as a physician there. My dad grew up there, and uh, I've been a Red Sox fan, and my son is a Red Sox fan, and I now have a grandson who will be a Red Sox fan. He may not know it yet. He's only two and a half. <laughs> so that'll be the fifth generation. So we're excited about that, but in, in honor of my good friend Lance Holmes, who passed away about a year and a half ago, who was also a, a part owner of the bar, and he was a great Yankees fan, and that was sort of the basis of our friendship, is that we would give each other grief about Yankees versus Red Sox. We did that all the time. In honor of him and, and to honor his memory, I will be wearing the dreaded Yankees shirt for the afternoon with, of course, a Red Sox T-shirt underneath. Don't tell anybody. It's all in the name of fun. I've had people come down and laugh at me and cheer at me because they know I'm a Red Sox fan. So it'll be a, a, a good afternoon. It's a, a special day. Yeah, we're really looking forward to it. Get a lot of people. Does it hurt to wear the Yankees hat? It's it's a sacrifice. Are you I, willing to do it for I, charity? I'm willing to do it. I wouldn't do it for any other reason. <laughs> I'd go <laughs> naked before I'd wear one out on the street. <laughs> but it's 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 worth it. I'll I'll do it, and I'll I'll put a smile on my face. <laughs> You know, a couple years ago, several years ago, I made a, a bet with Lance. I said, I will bet you for opening day, I can get more people in here with Red Sox gear, any kind of gear like a hat, shirt, socks, a pin, a scarf, beer koozie, a coffee mug, whatever, than you can get in here in Yankees gear. And the winner 
gets to do, I forget what the bet was, except that I had a picture of Fenway Park, a, a full 36 by 12 inch print of Fenway Park, and I said, if I win, I get to hang that in the bar for a week. Well, I won 37 to 36. I had people coming out of the woodwork, coming in with their Red Sox gear, and I beat him, and he was very distraught, but he let me hang up the uh, picture of Fenway Park in Boston. Lo and behold, six, seven, eight years, it's still hanging up there. We put it up just high enough so it would be a pain in the neck for anybody to come and get it down. But it's sort of a little subterfuge we run here at Walla Wines, which is a Yankees bar. You'll notice up on the wall there, there is a baseball card of Babe Ruth when he was a member of the Red Sox in 1918. And we put it up there probably 10, 12 years ago, and the management never saw it. We just kept it up there. It was our own little secret. <laughs> just a little bit of little bit of Yankee subterfuge. There's a, uh, a small core of us. There's probably five or six of us guys who are actually Red Sox fans that come in here and try and create a little, a little fun every now and again. Will they uh, ever air a Red Sox game for you to watch while you're here? Only if they're playing the Yankees, that's for sure. I'm standing in front of the trophy case that, uh, that I built in 2014, well actually 2015, when my softball team won the Old Guys League, it's called Glory Days Slow Pitch Softball, and I was the manager of the Dudas, and they were a group of uh, old men, Lenny Mazurkiewicz, the great Mizzou, and John Simperman, the owner of 42 North, were actually on that team. And when we won in August of that year, we got a trophy, a nice silver bowl with two handles on it, and we brought it down to the bar afterwards. We had a parade down Elm Street, which was uh, quite a, a stunning thing. We did not get a permit. And we, we were not arrested, although I'm sure someone was making some calls that, that old men were singing in the street. I'm sure it was disturbing for young children and, and people who are timid of heart. But we, we had our cup with our engraved, and we thought, well, we'll leave it at the bar. But I knew some of those guys from those other teams would steal it. So I said, we can't just leave it there. They'll steal it, and then they'll ransom it back, because that's one of the things that has happened in that league over the years. That's what you have to do. <laughs> so we said, you know, we'll build a case. And over the winter, as we were standing at the bar, uh, we would think about the case. It took six months of planning, of course. You know, these things don't just happen overnight. No, you have to discuss it, get a committee together, figure this we out. We had a committee of uh, three, four, actually. We had a carpenter, a cabinet maker, uh, an electrician, and actually a guy who does explosives for a living, but uh, he, we, we brought him in as, a, as, as kind of a, a carpenter, a woodworker. <laughs> and in April of 2015, we built the case, we put a light in it, we electrified it, we put our, our winning bat, our winning ball, the winning game, we put a poem that I wrote about, the, about our team. We put photographs in there, and now you can turn it on, and it is a perfect place to highlight the exploits of our doodahs, our Wallowines champions for the 2014 Glory Days Slow Pitch Softball League. Was this the first time your team had won a championship with Glory Days? Uh, the history is muddy. Um, the team has been around a long time. Uh, since the late 60s, the dude in one form or another, in one league or another. So it's unclear. 
it's sort of like the history of the early parts of this country. You know, it depends who you believe. Now, on any given night, I could probably find someone who would claim they'd won, but we're not really sure. It'll take more research. So we could go down to the historian's office after we're done here today and, and uh, check it out. So that was a big moment. That was a really big moment. Yeah, we were behind. God, we were behind three to nothing, five to one, and I think we were behind seven to five. We were behind seven to five with one inning left, and we came and we tied it up in the sixth inning. And then in the seventh inning, we scored seven runs. We just crushed them. We broke their hearts. They were called the Americans. We were called the Dudas. And we beat them 14 to 7 in the championship game. And you were the manager on the team. I was the manager. I made all, I pulled all the right strings. I knew exactly what to do. I have one guy who's a good hitter. And this is the advice I gave him when he came up to bat. I said, Joe, hit a home run. And he did. So, I mean, it's really on me, I think. Absolutely. You know, the team needs that. They if need I that hadn't guy. said that, who knows what he would have done. Right. He might have popped fly out. Yeah. He might have. But he crushed that ball. He hit it a ton. And uh, they're still looking for it in the weeds out there in West Falls. And uh, I think a couple guys scored on that. And after that, it was just a hit parade. Everybody came up and smacked him and smacked him and smacked him. And when the dust settled, it was 14 to 7. And we, uh, we had the trophy. We had the coveted mm -hmm. cup and the silver bat, and the beautiful ball with the recording, the last out, wonderful. One thing I'd like to ask you about is you've highlighted it about Wally's, a key feature at the bar. Ah, there are no bar stools. We look at that as certainly it's unique, but it's not really a gimmick, it's practical. When you come in to a bar and there's a bunch of stools and a bunch of people are hogging all 24 inches of bar space with these big chairs, it's hard to get in and get your beer. Here, we can probably put 30 people at the bar. Everybody sort of moves around. When a, when a newcomer comes in, we'll part like the Red Sea and just say, hey, come on in, get your drink. And if it's a new person, we'll introduce ourselves. We'll say, hey, glad you're here. You know, nice to meet you. First time here is what we get. They're family already. I like not having bar stools. It's sure it's nice to sit, and certainly there are plenty of chairs here. They can seat a couple hundred people. So it's not like you have to stand all the time, but it just makes sense. You can carry on a bunch of conversations. You can move up and down the bar in kind of a fluid motion and have conversations with one person, two people. It's wonderful. There's very much an ebb and flow aspect here where you can come in and, you know, I'm not here as much as you have been. Nobody but, is. <laughs> but you can walk up and people will move out of the way. It's much easier than if you had the stools. And it is a neat concept. And ever since you've said it, I look more at the bars I go to. I see the bar stools and I think, huh, it'd be nice if they just got rid of a couple of them so you could stand and move. Yeah. I just like the idea that, that we don't have to always uh, be hogging up 24 inches of precious uh, bar of real estate. It's just unfair, really. Especially, who knows, maybe you're just sitting there sipping a drink where decent people want to get in and get a beer. So I'm here with uh, Anita O'Shea. She's the actually the Mater D here at Wally's. It's a title we just uh, came up with. We thought French sounded good on her, and uh, but she's really the brains behind most everything that happens here at Walla Wines. Is certainly our fundraiser today. Tell me what goes into planning something like this. Buy stuff, put it all together, and then you know you it's notice how. Easy. You notice how she makes it sound like just falling out of bed when I know damn well it's a lot harder than that. She's, she's a genius and she runs the bar and I couldn't be a guest bartender without her. 
Thank you, Rick, very much. How does Rick do guest bartending? He does pretty good. Yeah, he knows where everything is, and he does pretty good at it. All right, thanks, Nieder. You're welcome. Thank you, Rick. Thank you. Thank you. And I've also got Jason Fields here. He's one of the guys I knew. He was a go-to guy when I had to get uh, guest bartenders because he actually knows what he's doing. And I, I, I of course, have no idea. I just kind of wing it each, each year. So I got Jason to do it. Tell us what your philosophy is here when you're working with a guest bartender. Having experience as a bartender initially is, is obviously good. And then being involved here at uh, Walla Wines and doing it for our good buddy Lance and you know, having everything go for the Boys and Girls Club is, you know, more than worthy, and I've put my skills to use to help the whole situation out, make it as smooth as we can. You're willing to back me up when I screw up, aren't you? Uh, well, maybe. <laughs> uh, you are wearing a Yankees hat today, so maybe I'll get behind you for, for, for today. And uh, we got a couple other guys coming. I don't know what you're going to do. Is you're going to need to help Sammy Casmano. Well, Casmano is going to need a lot of help. You know, we'll, we'll have to make sure we pick him up by his toenails or something, you know. <laughs> but we'll, we'll be there to help everyone out. Do you think we'll have a lot of specialty drinks? I'm, I'm nervous that people are going to order something like a pink squirrel or something. I'm not going to have an idea. Well, I'll, I'll let you deal with the old-fashioned muddled. How about that? You know, Ooh, I can muddle almost anything. <laughs> And we should get a word in here from Bucky, Joan Buknovich, who's, who's running our 50-50 uh, raffle day. She ran it last year, and she just kicked butt all afternoon. And I know she's ready again. Tell us about how, what the philosophy is between behind running a, a successful 50-50. Just hound the heck out of them. <laughs> she's tough, man. You don't get out of here without buying a 50-50 ticket. This is a very generous town. This is for the boys' club. And what really happens is people come out and give to them because they've been cut short. And most of us who have grown up here have all gone to the boys club many, yep. many years. And we have a lot to be thankful for in our structure and our lives today. I got to say, actually, Bucky and I, when we, we grew up here, it was the boys club. And it wasn't until, what, 78 or 9 when it became the boys and girls club? Yeah, yeah? exactly. Girls couldn't even go there until they were in high school. You had to be in ninth grade or, I think, 14 years old to go there. And then you could only go to the game room upstairs on the second floor. And uh, I know we'll have a lot of boys club supporters out. It's and it's a good day for baseball. Beautiful day for baseball. Thanks, Bucky. Yeah. So how's the bartending going to work today, Rick? Well, I'm going to try and do the whole four-hour stint, and it's what I did last year. And let me tell you, if you've never bartended, you think, hey, big deal. It's exhausting work, I tell you. I was tired at the end of that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to try and do all four hours, and then at 1 o'clock I'm having Sammy Cosmano come in. At 2 o'clock, I'm having Lenny Mazurkowitz come in. And then at 3 o'clock, John Simperman. And at 4 o'clock, Jason Fields. Well, I also, luckily, I have uh, Nora and Laura here who actually work here, and they're going to be overseeing us. They're lovely, uh, lovely young women who are, are actually skilled bartenders. And they'll be with us the whole time because I could screw up a cash register faster, <laughs> faster than you can say lickety split. Uh, so they're going to do most of the stuff with the cash register. So the idea, like most celebrity bartender things, is you come in and you buy a glass of beer for 250, you give me a, a five, and if you're not a cheapskate, you say keep the change. I put the 250 in the in the tip jar. I'm curious about the history for you when you first started showing up. This is your right field satellite office. How did that begin? Well, I've been coming here since I was 11 years old. 
not drinking, of course. You know, I respected the people who ran this place. I would not come in here underage to drink. When I was 11, I was in sixth grade. I grew up two and a half blocks from here. My friend Teddy Nichols grew up across the street from me. He went to Catholic school, I went to public school, and in sixth grade we used to tell our mothers that we're staying at school for lunch, and we would tell the school we were walking home, and we'd walk down here. And if we, if we could scrounge a dollar between the two of us, we could get a small pizza and two Cokes and sit in the back dining room, and we thought we were about the coolest people in the history of people. It was really neat. So that was, that was the beginning of, of coming here. You would okay, we'd occasionally bring dates here in high school. They were pretty fussy about us. They, they, they wouldn't let you in unless you had the exact number of boys and girls because they knew that we'd behave if we had dates. So we'd sit in the back room. You had to have, if there were eight of us, had to be four boys and four girls. Otherwise, they'd throw you right out. Really? Oh, yeah, Huey O'Brien, the old bartender, throw your ass right out of here. <laughs> and then I went away to college and uh, came back, and in the 70s, uh, we all started to grow hair, and the management did not like that. They, for a while, they were threatening to throw us out of here all, uh, all the time because we came in with our long 1970, 71 hair. That was, uh, that was kind, of, kind of the dark days, but then the, uh, the owner's son... He started to grow his hair long, and all of a sudden it was okay. Then we could come in with, well, now I come in with no hair because <laughs> it all fell out. So it's amazing it, how times will change with that. <laughs> times do change. Now you can come in looking whatever you want. You can have a, a stick pin through your nose or hair down to, your, down to your waist or no hair at all or purple hair. You're, all, you're, you're welcome in here. It's just, it's still, I like to think of it as blue collar. I don't know if blue collar even, even applies these days, but it's a regular kind of place. No pretenses. You can still get a beer for two bucks at happy hour, and you can get a bottle of beer for two fifty. It's a pretty pretty simple place. We we hope that it that it succeeds, and that we like to tell Ben we love all the changes you haven't made. So we're lucky. We just walked in as uh, Tammy Cosmano, our first up celebrity or guest. Are you a celebrity or a guest? Uh, I'd be a guest. And when I was first thinking about who I could get, that was one of the number one guys right on my list was uh, going down to Sammy. I know he'd bring some people in. He's a lot of fun. Hopefully he's as bad a bartender as I am so we can get some, have some laughs. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm no good at this, so I'm, I'm assuming that you haven't done this a whole lot, have you? I'm usually on the other side of the bar. First thing I'm going to do is dust off the bottles, make sure everything's clean back there, and start dishing out peanuts. I think everything else will just kind of go right along its schedules. Somebody asked for a pink squirrel. How are you going to make it? Pink squirrel, uh, slow gin, and vinegar. That's Perfect. the last time I served one back in the day. And did they come back for another one? Never. <laughs> Never buy a guy a wicked tip. <laughs> I think that's a great <laughs> Rick asking you a couple weeks ago to come in and do the bartending. Why'd you say yes? Oh, man. Rick is a great guy. I'd do anything for him. And not only that, my dad was a big uh, supporter of the Boys and Girls Club back in the day. There's nothing better than getting in front of all the people in town and having some fun with them. And I think this is going to be a great time. To, to do that. This is going to be a great opportunity to see everybody have a laugh and uh, I'm glad I grabbed the early shift because I don't know what it would be like at the later shift. I think the 5 o'clock shift is a little dicey, you know, a little sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> You'll probably get better tips then. So yeah, I mean, uh, I'm looking forward to having Ben show me around the place and uh, see what I have to, what coolers to dive into and uh, 
I've never really officially worked behind the bar before, but I, I could give it a shot. And, but I did stay up all night long and study about it. I mean, so we're, we're in good shape. I think you can handle fine. it. I yeah, think, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Are you going to twist the cap off or are you going to use an opener? Jeez, I was thinking about that too because I have a couple old fashioned openers, but they're actually dangerous. I mean, I could poke out an eye with these things. So I'm going to use a grip. I, over the years, scrubbing bumpers, my grip has gotten pretty good. So I should be able to twist off even the hardest ones. Either that or I'll just break them over the bar. Exactly. Just give them a snap. Right, yeah. it's for fundraisers so people understand. You. People understand. Oh, it's going to be great. I can't wait to see everybody and let's have some fun. This is going to be awesome. Feeling good about being the opener, the open pitcher for Absolutely. The, the I brought the all the peanuts. You know, if people don't like it, I'm going to throw them at them. <laughs> <laughs> so you definitely take your life in your hands when you come and hang out with us bartending, huh? Yeah, I'm definitely learning how to duck behind the bar. I've seen that in movies. I'm, you know, and the bottles shatter behind. I'm, I'm, I've been watching a lot of stuff. You're fully TV. expecting someone to throw a bottle. YouTube, if you go on YouTube and see it happen, it's terrible. you got to make sure you can dodge. You know, my son's pretty good at dodgeball. I never played that much, but I think it's in our genes, so I should be able to dodge what they're throwing at me. We're going to find out what we're going to put on TV, too. we got to get a nice, I think um, there's some cooking classes that we could find. Oh, something different, yeah. Yeah, and if anyone bitches about it, that's too bad. We might be able to get uh, church service or something on, too, on some of those channels, right? <laughs> I'm a big fan of Star Trek, so if I can't find it, we're just going to turn TVs off. Sounds good. And they'll have to listen to us. Beat me up, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're looking forward Thank to it. Thank you very much. Yeah, very Thank nice. You, Sam. And um, we'll see you in front of the bar. So I'm here with Ben Holmes, owner of Walla Wines. Uh, we've got opening day celebrations. It's pretty exciting. You have a lot of guest bartenders, a lot of people here for an event. Uh, yeah, we just uh, tried to just do anyone in the community that people might know. You know, my name is Eric Woods. He does a lot with the Boys and Girls Club. We got Sammy back there from Sammy's Car Wash. Of course, Rick from, you know, well, Rick from the Advertiser and Rick from Walla Wines being a satellite office here. <laughs> You know, we got some big Red Sox fans out there, some Yankees fans, you know, just on our friend Lance and try to raise some money for the Boys and Girls Club. This is the second, like, official fundraiser, but we always did something opening day. It was usually a random Monday or Tuesday, and half the time I ended up falling on my birthday, which was just a couple days ago. You get 10, 12 guys together, drink some beer, cook up some hot dogs, just come up with different relishes and stuff, and just hang out and watch baseball. And I mean turned into this is it's pretty cool actually yeah a big event for it and now yeah. it's a fundraiser yeah absolutely you know again anything we can do in the community get together drink some beer watch some baseball eat some hot dogs is always a good time you've recently taken over yeah so officially took over about a year ago but i mean i've been yeah, i've been working here for 15 years and my family for coming up on 50 years now so yeah you know i've been around my whole life working 15 years so i guess it's a pretty natural transition to eventually own it and keep the tradition alive are you a yankees fan i am gotta be a yankees fan yeah, yeah. i don't think you i don't think i would have kicked out yeah i don't think i would have had a job in the in the first place if i if i wasn't a yankees fan here but you know i've been a yankees fan my pretty much my entire life been to countless yankees games Lance and I actually went to the World Series in 2009 and watched him win the World Series. He happened to get us tickets. It happened to be for Game 6 when the Yankees won it, so that was a pretty cool moment. This is the second year. How was last year at the end of it? Did the guest bartenders mess it up too much, or did they keep it fairly well? Um, yeah, I'm certainly not going to make any money today. I know that. <laughs> uh, we were joking. We're like, I don't know if they think, hey, bartending, that's easy. Anyone can do it. But, uh, you know, they definitely got a full bar. You can only mess it up so much. It's a good cause, so if we don't make any money, I'm okay with that. When you hear the word wall wines, what's that mean to you? 
wall lines I always hear it's, it's just walls you know it's it's wallies it's casual it's without swearing it's a, it's a no BS kind of place it's a place that doctor a lawyer a mason a plumber an electrician can all stand at the bar and have a drink with one another and no one judges anyone no one casts any shadow on anyone you know you can come sit down get a reasonably priced meal together I guess as family oriented as a bar can be it's a pretty family oriented bar I like to think more of a restaurant I would say. I mean we've started branching out into baby showers and bridal showers and stuff that wasn't traditionally wall wines kind of go to but you know I think the community has really opened up to what wall wines is you know again it's more of a community place. Before we won best fish fry in Buffalo it was definitely like a regulars place. I would talk to people be like oh what do you do it's like oh I want a fire it's like oh where at it's like East Aurora like, oh what's the name like wall wines right because that new like no, <laughs> no no I'm like no nope I got a deed on the wall that was from 1882 so yeah it's definitely not new I'm like it's been in my family for 50 years so it's it's kind of funny it's definitely a locals joint everyone's accepting anyone that comes in how is it continuing a tradition for 50 years a legacy this is a big part of the home's tradition and now you get to continue it it's it's an honor it's, it's cool to do it was unfortunate that you know we lost Lance but then you know his his father Snubby is like you want to buy the bar it took it only took a little bit of a convincing of my wife to say hey I'm gonna go I'm gonna go buy a bar and you know it's a bit of a risk you know Lance passed and everyone's like well, what's gonna happen Wally's is Wally's and everyone wants it to stay Wally's and you sell it to someone that's just gonna come in turn it around try to flip it make a buck and turn it into some sort of corporate place I mean a lot of people and community workers wouldn't have liked it to really come in and know the place be here for 15 years and really care about its well-being you know care about the building and it, it means a lot you know it's, it's an honor uh, you've done a couple renovations uh, outside. You've had yeah. a new mural painted. Yeah, so one of my uh, good friends, John Daly, he's a professional artist. So I had him come through, and we had a big green wall, which being a Yankees bar had a big green wall <laughs> reminiscent of the green monster. I don't know how that never really dawned on anyone, but, you know. It's almost like the Red Sox fans held one over you guys for years. <laughs> they did. I don't know who convinced Stubby and Lance that that was a good color to do, but, um, you know, we had this great big piece of advertising, and, you know, to not be utilized, so, you know, we just did a nice, simple, you know, it's actually the old um, type font from, you know, wall lines, and I think it was like that 18... Late 1800, early 1900, the same type font. So we kind of went with that. And it's just, if you got a big green wall, you might as well make it look cool. And this place has been around since how long? Uh, so the building itself, 1882. So yeah, it used to be a, a stop for anyone coming from the South Town to Buffalo, bringing all their goods. And they would stop here, grab a hotel room. And then at one point, the Gerhard Lang um, brewery started bottling beers here. Somewhere along the line, they're like, Hey, if we're bottling beer here, we're probably selling beer here, and people are, you know, getting it and getting a room, we might as well throw a bar and serve it. What do you like about being the owner? Uh, I mean, honestly, the best thing about being an owner is being my own boss. You know, I mean, it's nice I don't really have to answer to anyone, but I have to answer to everyone at the same time. Um, you have an entire community that's looking to you because this is, a, like you said, it's a community bar. People oh, absolutely. want to be here for tradition, for how it's been. So, yes, you are your own boss, but you also have all these people with expectations. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had, I've had so many people that just, now you're taking over 
don't change the pizzas. Don't change. I'm like, okay, I promise I won't. Promise I won't touch the pizzas again. Just because, just because I took over again. You know, I'm not changing everything. I'm not trying to gut it, make it anything different. It's cool. It's nice to be able to do stuff, you know, for the community, party like this where we can raise money for the boys' club. And, you know, it's it's cool. We got a golf tournament coming up that's gonna go towards the boys' club. And, if you can take a little money and donate it and make the community a little bit better, you know, that's that's pretty cool. You know? Absolutely. Well Ben, thanks. Yeah, thanks for thanks for coming back. Wow, what what a day, Rick. How you feeling right now? It's five o'clock. Bars closing out. My dogs are tired. I'll tell you, you get a lot of exercise in that little space behind that bar. I'll tell you, my feet hurt, my legs are tired. Well, we had a great day. You were man. running back and forth. You were really, you were out there. It didn't seem like it bothered you at all. You seemed to be very comfortable. Hey, you know, for an old guy, I get around. You know, I, I did let these uh, nice younger people that were helping me out, I got them to, they're, they're the ones that ran to the basement for a new case of beer and went to the ice maker and filled up the uh, ice machine and all that kind of stuff. But man, I was working and I had a great time. I don't think I screwed up too much. And uh, luckily, most of the people at a place like Wallowine, they want a glass of beer or a bottle of beer or some kind of simple, simple drink. So we, we had a great time. Seemed like a successful event then for the Boys and Girls Club. You know, we don't have all the totals in, but we did a little bit of counting along the way. I know we're well over 2000 bucks. We should be close to 2500 bucks, which is great. And every single penny of that goes right to the... Boys and Girls Club. I'm sure Ben, the owner of Wally's, Ben Holmes, he'll he'll run up there first thing Monday morning and uh, give give Gary the uh, Gary shoot from the uh, the proceeds. It works for them. It works works for us. I'm sure it works for the bar. He's got a lot of people in there. It, it's a it's a great time, you know. And, and we uh, I enjoy it. I'm sure we'll uh, we'll keep keep at it again by popular demand. Yeah, I definitely saw a lot of people coming in and out, getting their hot dogs, having their popcorn, you know, treating it like a baseball day, watching the baseball game. That's the idea. It's supposed to be sort of like a day at the ballpark, and with the weather the way it is around here, you know, you're not going to anybody's ballpark anytime <laughs> soon, so uh, it was nice they could come in. And it's, I see a lot of people that aren't normal Wallowines people. You know, I had the uh, my boss, the headmaster out of golf school, came in, gave me the high five, gave me a $20 bill, and took off. He's not really a, a bar guy, probably to his credit, but <clears throat> he just came in, gave me money, and left. And I saw a bunch of other people who, who I, I see on other uh, in, in other situations, maybe students I have in some of my writing classes who are not they're not Walmart's people. They came in, they had a drink, they said hello, they give you a twenty dollar bill for a five dollar tab, and tell you to keep the change. So very nice. Very, people were very very generous. What do you think that says about the community of East Aurora when people are just willing to walk in? Here's the money and walk out well i think they they know that that one that the boys and girls club is a good operation but i think this happens for everything else i know it happens for the rock and it happens for the adult uh, day center and it happens for churches and all kinds of things and i think people are just willing to be part of something and if one of their own like me you know i've been hanging around here for a long time i just say hey look i'll do this if you'll come in and help me and then and, uh, and of course, if somebody else was bartending or doing whatever they were doing, singing or, or putting on a show or, or running a, a foot race or a bicycle race, I'd do the same thing. I'd be happy to come in and give them some money. Maybe I'll get involved, maybe not, but at least I show up. Right? You ready to get some sleep tonight? 
I'm going to sleep uh, well tonight. Unfortunately, i got to go be in my classroom early the next morning, but I'm going to take a long, hot bath, I think, and just relax. It's, it, it was a, a good day, but it's that kind of tired that makes you feel really good. I think it was well-earned. You were definitely out there. You got a lot of people involved. It was very busy while I was there. Very impressive to see. Yeah. Oh, that, that room, I, I, I barely got to see any of the, of the baseball game. I, every now and again, I could turn around and look at the TV, but... Really, I'm just just doing my job, and I tell you, I have a lot of respect for bartenders, especially bartenders at busy places. They are flying. Yeah, great day, great day. That's a great day. I gotta put a shout out to my uh, to my bartenders, my guest bartender, Sammy Cosmano from the car wash. He came down and thrilled everybody. He's a he's a one man show. When he whenever he's around, he's you know, you go through the car wash, you know you're gonna have some fun with him, even if he's even if you're just getting your car washed. He's gonna. He's going to make some jokes. He's going to have some fun with the bumper scrubbers. And then I had uh, John Semperman from 42 North. I, I told him, hey, look, man, they sell your beer here. You better get over here. Give me an hour. Hey, give me maybe hey, 40 minutes. <laughs> that was pretty good. And Jason Fields, who's been a bartender around town, big-time Yankees fan. So I, I got him to come in. I was trying to get him to wear a Red Sox shirt, but he wouldn't do it. I was told the owner vetoed that uh, plan on my part. But Jason was great. He very professional and let me say also Laura Miller and Nora Murphy are the two girls that work at normally on Sunday afternoons at Walmart's they help me uh, unbelievably they're the brains of the outfit I'm, I'm just I'm just a pretty face <laughs> it was a very smooth operation there if you were able to stop out today we thank you the Boys and Girls Club I'm sure thanks you it was a great event and a great support for them thanks for listening to this week's podcast beyond the front page with the Easter Advertiser Rick thanks for everything you did today oh gosh I, I, it's, it's an honor it's a privilege to be involved and uh, we'll keep doing it yeah and we'll have Rick on again in the weeks coming forward so keep listening bye